we are continuing a Torah we started last week in the Sefer Derech HaMelech, when peace sets in the Rebbe. This is a drush on Parsha Toldot that the Rebbe gave over in Shnat Tafrich Tzadi, which was, I believe, 1929 when Parsha Toldot came around in that year. So the Rebbe goes on. He quotes the Midrash Tanchuma that says, You think God cares if you slaughter an animal? Or if you stick a knife in its lungs? It's a good question. Right? What do you mean? Of course God cares. It's a mitzvah. You can do this. You can't do this. Well, the Midrash says, The mitzvots were given to refine human beings. In other words, this is a, again, this is, we said this last week, to, you know, this is one approach understanding mitzvot according to one, one day on the Midrash. Don't, don't think, you know, what God is beholden to these. Oh, I only like it this way. I don't like it this way. Like, don't, don't be, don't be small-minded about this. God is giving us mitzvot because God wants something to, to affect us. Okay? Like, don't, don't be looking, well, God must only like this thing because otherwise God would, like, take it to heart. This is about, this is about something that we are participating in for something to take effect within us. The tzarif and means to refine hum- humanity. So the Rebbe says that the, the ikar of mitzvot is not only to refine, but legalot et ha-Yisrael ha-Miti. This is, this is really where, where he, he took off. The purpose of the mitzvot is, in the Rebbe's words, to reveal, to uncover the Yisrael ha-Miti. The true Yisrael, which is the, the true spiritual ident- the identity of the soul. To reveal the core identity of, of Am Yisrael. Through mitzvot, the practice of mitzvot, the avod of mitzvot is to uncover something from within us. The Rebbe goes on and says, "In the higher worlds, are filled with holiness. The soul, in its origin, is full of holiness, and in its ikar, holiness is in some space beyond this world, prior to this world, after our life in this world, what have you. The soul doesn't need this world to be holy." But he says that dafka the the um, purpose of being born of a body, of an earthly body, united with a soul in the body in this world, can create together a singular entity, a kind of kedusha, a kind of holiness that does not exist in the world above. There's something that, that is generated and can be birthed out of the uniting between a body and a soul in this world, that is what the mitzvot are given for. This is what it means. He says, this union of a, of a body and a soul in this world is called an ish Yisrael. Because what it means to truly be a human being who is a living soul in a body in this world. I'll just say one more thing, because it'll, it'll be important for us to, I mean, more than one more thing, to understand in the, the fine-tuned way the Rebbe describes it. He says, you know, it's one thing to say, I have a body... And my body is a garment or a container for my soul. But if that's the case, then your body is, is really not alive. It's just like the clothes that move when you walk because they're attached to something that is alive. He says that's not the point. The point is not to have this, these composite parts of myself where one is like the real thing that's truly alive and there's another part of me that's like, eh, that's just being schlepped along. The body to just be schlepped along by the soul is not, is not reaching the purpose of, of being alive in this world. Or like he, he says in, a, in another drasha, he brings a lashon, 
they shouldn't, the body and the soul are not meant to just be like two neighbors who don't bother each other. <laughs> right? We like live close by. We live in proximity. That's not enough, the Rebbe says. But the, the goal is to transform the union of both body and soul into something singular, which he calls like an or echad, kedusha echad. And he gives the mashal of an of a, of a oil and wick. Okay, if you see a flame, we have a flame right here. You look at that flame and you say, hey, look at that oil and wick. Isn't it beautiful? We're not looking at an oil and a wick at this point. We're looking at a, at a light. Beforehand, they were an oil. They were a wick. There were two elements. But when they're truly fulfilling their purpose of being together, they become a new light. So this is the mashal the Rebbe gives for the body and the soul, producing a, a singular, integrated, in a sense, a new life. A new being of holiness that can only be created when there is a body alive from in the earth, living it in a way that's going to bring out this quality. Okay, that's my best attempt at a summary to where we got to. Let me show where we're on the pages. Kafhe um, over here, Nimtza. Nimtza, we find them. Shikara mitzvot hen et ish ha'Yisrael ha'amiti. The main purpose of mitzvot is to bring out the ish ha'Yisrael ha'amiti, the true ish Yisrael, the true person of Yisrael, the person whose identity is this soul root named Yisrael. Min kedusha achat shahayaba mitchila guf unishama viata or achadhim, a singular type of holiness that at first was composed of a body and a soul, but at this point they are one light. A kind of holiness that has no equal, even in the higher worlds, in the higher realms, in a purely spiritual realm. It does, you cannot find this kind of holiness. This is what it means to be called an Ish Israel. If you look at those words, Ish, and Israel, right? Israel is the name that Yaakov Avinu was given by God. Right? This is this is what God calls the identity of Yaakov is Israel. An Ish, an Ish is is a human being. An Ish Israel is a person, mamash human being, flesh and blood, who's fully imbued with the soul of Israel. So another of says something pretty, pretty remarkable. He quotes the Gemara. This is really puzzling Gemara. Gemara says, Akum Shabbos Mita. A idolater who keeps Shabbos is Chayev Mita. Is uh, punishable by death. Now, first of all, it's, it's an absurd statement because who's you're only punishable by death if you're part of that legal system. Lichora. Lichora. If you're part of a certain culture, you have those laws, but if you're not part of it, so, okay, whatever. Quotes this Gemara, puzzling Gemara. A non-Jew who keeps Shabbos, or here, if we want to be specific, he says, an Akum, an idolater who keeps Shabbos, is Chayv Mita. What do you mean? He's doing a mitzvah. He's doing a mitzvah. Because it's one thing to say if somebody's a, a serial killer, you know what I mean? But they're doing a mitzvah. But what? what's the issue here? The Rebbe says, we don't let ourselves off 
with just doing the mitzvah, with just having performed the behavior. Rak hitkalut etzem ha'Yisrael hu ha'ikar. What is the main thing of the mitzvah? What is it actually about? What does it mean to actually do it? Hitkalut etzem ha'Yisrael is for that that mitzvah to be a catalyst, to be a a a, a corridor that you pass through that reveals the <coughs> essence of Israel from within you and expresses it outward. Well, not even outward, just reveals it, uncovers it. The Rebbe says, so a, in that sense, the, the Gemara that says, Anandru who's doing the mitzvah, it's a meaningless act. It's a meaningless act. Because there is no uncovering of this etzim Yisrael. Now, I, I want to take it one step further. I, I don't know if this is my interpretation or if this is actually what the Rebbe is getting at. But, but based on what the Rebbe said above, that if my body is just a garment for my soul and no more, so and, and uh, my body is dead. He says, "Ain't no chai." There's a soul that's alive, and there's this body that's like flapping around, drag being dragged through the world with it. So I, 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 I've been reading this over and over and over again. I, I might, I might be just inserting my own thoughts here, but I think that Akum Shashavis Chayv Nita that the Rebbe is saying, if you're doing a mitzvah, ba'asiyah levad, if you're just doing it because okay, there's a mitzvah and I'm supposed to do something. It's just a behavior, and I did it. He says, Guess what, Chevra? You just did something. Not Chayev Mita in the sense you should be hanged, but Chayev Mita in your you're living dead. You are an Akum Shashabas Chayev Mita. You have just gone through all of the motions as a not living container, as an empty shell. Right? Because look what he does. Just to, he says, Akum Shashabas Chayev Mita. Because we are not doing, it's not enough for us to just having, having done something. <clears throat> what did I do? Okay, I lit candles at one time. I didn't touch electricity and I lit a candle at the end of the, at the, end of the day. What did you do? What did you do? Oh, I ate a lot of food too. But the Rebbe's, the Rebbe's really just, Mamash challenging our whole concept of Doing mitzvot. The doing is not the ikar. The doing is a gateway towards uncovering something from within ourselves. And if we have not been able to uncover the soul that lives within each one of us in its own way through our own body and our own earthly existence, if I have not contacted my soul, I didn't do the mitzvah. I was chayv mita. I didn't touch my true life. Is this, is this like supposed to be um, produced through like inward expression? Meaning like versus being, because this, it can get to the point of almost like subjectivity. Whereas when someone's like actually like, Rabbi Nachman says, you know, promoting his, his happiness kind mm-hmm. of externally, right? It's mm-hmm. like, then you know that your intention is kind of matching that versus mm-hmm. like sort of feeling some feeling and mm-hmm. sort of, okay, I'm solid with this uh, Part of the so first of all, nobody can ever tell you. Okay. Did your soul was your soul revealed there? Let me check. Right, nobody can tell you that. And there's there's something especially that, how you looked externally. Exactly. And, and there, there's something that I can I can say just kind of bigadol. And, and as we continue to learn the Rebbe's Torah, I hope that we'll see this and express in a lot of different ways. The Rebbe has somewhat of a radical subjectivity in his approach, to the degree to which the only 
true affirmation I can ever get about my relationship with Kodesh Baruch Hu is within myself. There is no, nobody else can do that for me. Nobody else can bring me into contact with God, at least not in a full way. And, and, and there's a constant return in the Rebbe's Torah to tuning ourselves into our inner experience to, to touch the soul. But the soul, his Hanachat his, soul, the basic assumption is your soul is, is alive and pumping through all of your experience. A lot of our avoda becomes developing an awareness of that, um, becoming more fully in line with that, allowing that to be expressed more fully through our, our body, our emotions, our, our awareness, our cognition, the chule. Okay, so it's a kind of general answer, but, the, but this is something that it's lies... It's a radical the, subjectivity. It's something that lies at the heart of the Rebbe's, Rebbe's approach. So listen to what he says. L'chen ha'achanot la'mitzvah, he's going back to the preparations. Preparing ourselves for a mitzvah. E'nan ha'achanot la'asiyah bivad. It's not just that I'm getting myself ready to do something else. And it's not just that I'm preparing myself to perform an activity, right? It's not like I'm stretching because I'm going to go on a run now. That they're not just a, what's called a hechsher mitzvah. It's not just a means towards the end of the end having what well, want to actually do the mitzvah. It's not an empty preparation. The hachana is a true activity. It is a true involvement in something real. Sheish Yisrael asa devar Hashem. Because what? I'll just translate his words and then we'll, we'll uncover. That the Ish Israel, the person of Israel, again, this soul that is expressing itself through each one of us, Asadvar Lahashem, is performing something godly. And the person themselves is being further refined in their activity. There's another portion, another chedek of my soul that's coming out through this hachana, through this activity. V'shuv mechim. And then I go and I, I, I prepare, I do another, a next stage of, of preparation, like the mashal, climbing one more step up a mountain towards something. V'shuv ever mechedek yisrael Another limb of the soul emerges. Ad shebal mitzvah, till I fully arrive at the mitzvah. V'chol chedek hazesha yisrael nitgale, and the entire portion of Israel in that is 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 expressed through that mitzvah. What, what the religion is describing here is in a sense we have to just forget about the whole construct right now of the mitzvah is something I'm like exists over there outside of me that I'm going to perform an activity. In a sense he's saying the mitzvah is <clears throat> a kli that is meant to reveal the true spiritual essence of me. Okay? He'll say this even more as we read on. But it's there to reveal the part of my soul through it. Arriving at the mitzvah doesn't mean you did it or you didn't do it. Arriving at the mitzvah is, is the fullness of that soul revealed in that, in that moment. Or at least the degree to which it can be revealed fully in that moment. The hachana is every step towards Every step of revelation towards that fuller revelation. Like real mindfulness, huh? To really be mindful of the moment, huh? There, there's mindfulness, and, and, it's, and it's beyond mindfulness, too. 
but yes, it, it, it requires a, <coughs> present, huh? a deep inward, yeah. what the Rebbe calls in, in B'nai Machshavah Tovah, he talks about histaklut klimit, yeah. an inward um, observation, gaze. Right, but, but the hachana towards the mitzvah and the fulfillment of the mitzvah is no longer, um, you know, setting up the candles for Shabbos and then lighting the candle. The hachana, the mitzvah, is every stage of, every piece of my soul that's being uncovered in the process of serving God until I arrive at the mitzvah and a fuller portion of identity of soul becomes revealed through that. The, the, the whole... Um, here, the whole process that's being described here is, is that going ser- serving God through mitzvot, through what's called hachana, through what's called mitzvah, is a process, process of inner transformation. You know, the Rebbe doesn't quote this here, but the, the Zohar, the Zohar Kaddosh calls the mitzvot, the Taryag Itin de Oreta. You may have heard me quote this before. The 613 pieces of advice. The Torah is giving 613 advices. And if it's advice, it's an advice for something. Right? To say that, it, to say that there, there's, there's, a, there's a difference if you say, it's a command, I want you to do that. The end point is to do something. But if you're saying, let me give you some advice. Try this. Right? Advice for what? Advice, well, well, you're giving me advice, what's the goal? What's the goal? Okay. You may have heard this before. Um, here, the the editor says it's fra, it's quoted by the Megale Mukos and the Chassam Sofer as well, but it's a kind of well well known, often quoted thing. Yisrael is Rashi Tevot. Yesh Shishim Ribot Anashim Yisrael. There are six hundred thousand members of Am Yisrael. Yesh Shishim Ribot Otiot LaTorah. There are six hundred thousand letters of Torah, right? Which is oftentimes meant to say, okay, every every letter is one soul, every soul is one letter. Okay. This isn't to mean, oh, isn't that cute? There's the same number of people as there are letters in the Torah. It's also not even meant to mean that, listen to this, the letters of Torah are merely a hinting towards the collective number or multitudes of Am Yisrael. Ela, she'anashim mi-Yisrael hem ikar oti ota Torah. The people of Yisrael, the souls of Am Yisrael, are the ikar oti ota Torah. They are the true letter of those 600,000 letters. The ikar of them is the anashim Yisrael. We always think about it the opposite way. Amazing! There's something called the Torah, and it's so holy, and and somehow I'm connected to it. And they're saying, "No, somehow it's connected to you. You are the ikar ot. The ot. What's an ot? What's an ot? An ot is a sign. It's a signpost for something. What's the reality of that ot? Is anashim Yisrael." <coughs> All of Torah and mitzvot is merely, is for the sole purpose of uncovering, of revealing et ha'anashim Yisrael, those souls, those people. Ha'yisrael ha'amiti hu ikar ha'ot. The primary 
purpose, the reality of each letter of Torah is the Yisrael HaAmiti, is, is that true, the true Yisrael, that true soul identity. Rak so what are the letters of Torah? What are the mitzvot? The letters are what is written. And the function, the activity of mitzvot is that the motzi'im, is that which brings out the anishim Yisrael. Is that which, the activity that uncovers that soul. This is what He's now explaining what that midrash means. The mitzvot are, are, were only given the tzarif tabriot for those, the souls, for the humanity to be revealed through them in their, in their, in their true holiness. In the true holiness. He had something else here. So, and for this reason, the letter, the number of letters of Torah are equated with the, the number of souls of Israel. And the number of mitzvot are the numbers of the limbs and sinews of the body. Are you familiar with this? That the 613 mitzvot, the 248, help me with the math here, 248 and what, 365, right? Uh, mitzvot ase, mitzvot lotase, um, 248 mitzvot ase, Chazal says, are correlated with 248 limbs in the, throughout the body, and the 365 mitzvot lotase are correlated with the sinews and the innards and all the connectors um, within the body. So, what are we saying here? So, you see, see what he's saying here? The written Torah is a sign for the soul. The Ma'aseh HaMitzvah is the process through which the soul in its body, in its true Kedushah, this unified Orachad of Neshama, the Guf of Ish Yisrael, can be manifested through. It's wild. Very interesting to me here that he's a 20th century contemporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think what he's really doing here is, in many ways, preempting all of 20th century like Jewish philosophy, both from like the extra, like reform reconstructionist all the way to like mm-hmm. the orthodox mm-hmm. In this idea of like people are searching for ways in which these things are actually meaningful right. in the moment, yes. actually making us better people. Um, and it's almost like he's saying not every mitzvah can necessarily do this for you. Like, find a mitzvah that really can change you. Mm. Um, I mean, he's doing it all within, from, from a framework of, of, of a Hasidic year. Mm-hmm. But, but it's all there. It's yeah, I mean, this is, this is... I feel like he'd have so much to say to, like, what I can to like, to, like, the most extreme Jewish theologians. Mm-hmm. There's so much yeah. in common, I think. Yeah, I mean, and... His, his writings are, are maybe even more popular outside of Orthodox circles than within Orthodox circles. I think for this reason. Yeah. This Safer is, is, is less known, less accessible, but, but in general, his, his writings are speaking to a... What? Because he's, he's speaking to contemporary human experience and framing, giving a framework for, for connecting that to something godly in a way that's that's radically different from it, what, I'll say it this way he is not he is he's already speaking after understanding that our previous assumptions don't hold true anymore and he says this explicitly what, what was the previous assumption he says explicitly in the beginning of Kovat Tamidim 
everything, our whole system of assumptions that were until now, if you teach someone a certain way, you train them a certain way, they live in a certain community, they'll, they'll buy it and they'll believe it and care about it, it's not true. Ro'im be'inayim is not true. Even the chevra who are in yeshiva, it doesn't work for them. He says, this is what he says. And because he's seeing this, he's in Warsaw in the 1920s. Is that bad spiritually? This is reality. He's looking reality in the face. He's saying, oh, so you blame the students. I would say it's even better if it's better spiritually. That means we try to push and push and push upon people. And this person is like, Talking about and I'll say, I'll say another piece, which uh, he writes in some of his other writings, and, and comes up in. But well, we have a a remainder of he wrote a parish on the Zohar that got lost. But we have his Hakdama, and in the Hakdama, he describes. <laughs> I'm still praying that it's found. Mamash, I'm in my lifetime, I'm praying that, it, that this parish Zohar is found. Could be out there. But uh, in his Hakdama, he he describes. He wrote it in Ghetto? Well? No, it was before. I'll tell you a story about it. It's very related. I don't know. We'll see. But um, in his Akdama, he basically says, we're at us, what we see happening over time is that the Prat, the individual, more and more takes the center stage. Yeah? Subjectivity becomes more and more the defining feature in people's lives. Me. <clears throat> me, right? <laughs> iPhone, my phone, me phone. You. <laughs> it becomes about me, and 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 he's giving, he's viewing this as a spiritual development. That we're reaching the stage where each soul is a ground for God to be revealed through, in its uniqueness, in its specific path of avoda, its specific way of uncovering itself. In its relationship with with the so there's six hundred thousand paths, six hundred thousand letters, six hundred thousand souls, six hundred thousand mamish walking paths. Torahs. This sort of links to what you explained. I feel like at the beginning of the year of how his understanding of hearing that for the rock, every generation mm-hmm. get lower and lower. Yeah. He sort of flips it and says yeah. that every generation we're able to reveal things that are deeper in deeper. A, in, a, in a place where it was never able to be revealed before. Mm-hmm. In a, in a so it lower what, reality, in a, it's a it's dist, it's further from its spiritual source. It looks less godly, and it is is a further revelation. Okay. It's possible that this concept is what the Gemara in Shabbos. This is if you haven't learned the, the drashos in Shabbos Peitet, Peichet and Peitet, all about Kabbalah the Torah. This is where Moshe goes up to heaven and the angels are screaming. And this is where we learned also the drasha about Purim, that the mountain is held over their heads. So he quotes one of those. When Moshe went up to the higher realms, Moshe sees God tying crowns on the letters. Right? What are the crowns on the letters? It's uh, what you see in the Sefer Torah. There's crowns. There's tagging, right? Amarle. Hashem says, Moshe, ain't shalom be'ircha? God says, what, Moshe, they don't say Shalom where you come from? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, Moshe comes up and he's like looking. God says, no, nobody taught you to say hello. Amarle, Amarle, what can a, does a servant greet his ma- open in greeting his master? Very much like, I'm waiting for you. It's chutzpah for me to just come up and say, hey, what, hey what's up? Who's, who's talking to who? Sorry, I got, God, God, God says, Ain't Shalom Moshe, you come here, you don't say hello. And Moshe says, 
Can, can a servant greet their master? Amarle. God said, I need your help. You should have helped me. Amarle. Actually, no, it's not. Then Moshe responds, Ata Now may the strength, the power of God, be increased, be expanded. Okay, Alpi Pashut Navina. So the Rebbe says, okay, let's try to have simple understanding here. A few questions. Ma'inyan Shalom Hashem Ktarim Ktarim What is this inyan of Shalom of saying hi at the time when Hashem's tying crowns on the letters? And what Bichlal is crowns on letters? Rashi's al perish. Rashi says the crowns are tagin laotiot, what we call in, in Safrut tagin, right? The, there's certain letters that have a little chupchik on top. So that's what Rashi says. And the, then the Rabbi has another question. So why do we call them tagin? Why do we give them an Aramaic name for crowns? Right? That's taga, is, is a crown in Aramaic. Viloktarim, call them crowns. Call them a crown in National Kodesh. Why call them by this translated name? Kamosha Amra Agmarakan. Right? The Gemara itself says God is tying crowns. Ktarim. Uma inyan tagin bichlal al pipashut biafoda. And what bichlal is the inyan of tagin, of crowns on the letters? How can we understand this biafoda? How can we understand crowns on the letters in, in the way that we serve God? Right? Again, how do we relate this to our own lives, our own interaction with Am Yisrael is called the glorious crown, Yisrael. The crowning glory. Yeah? Am Yisrael crowns and glorifies Otoyit Barach, HaKadosh Baruch through the holiness that they uncover and reveal from within themselves in their avoda, right? Everything the Rebbe's been describing till now. Uncovering that holiness in our lives, in our soul and body, this is a way of glorifying God and crowning God. It's so much to the extent that the angels can only crown God can only, what does it mean to crown? It's to, 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 to call out God's kingship. The Malachim can only do that with Am Yisrael. Right, this is a, he's giving a parish now in Kedushat Keter. Okay, the angels are crowning God. You would think maybe this is talking about something happening in heaven. Only Im He's saying the Malachim can only call God's kingship, can only crown God with Am Yisrael, in the Koach of Am Yisrael. This is, comes up, by the way, in Midrashay Chazal, that the praise of God on high is something that is a, is a outgrowth of our praise to God from, from the earth. Kevan Shi Yisrael, Hembro Shosho Melech, Bechina Machshava, Am Yisrael, live, we, we are root. We are rooted in the king's rosh. In the king's, not only head, but the mind. Right? The Chazal says, Yisrael alu Am Yisrael were the, the primary thought, the primary intention in the Kashbaruchu's consciousness. 
And that the, that Medrash Chazal is that the whole purpose, the whole driving force behind creation, all the unfolding of godliness into material reality is for the sake of, of a people in the earth who are going to be revealing God's malchut, God, an awareness of God and, and actively revealing holiness of God. So that's, since we are rooted in that head of the king, so to speak, we are the ones who can as it were, place the crown upon the head. Because that's where we, we are. We are the closest to that point. And we see in Chazal, the Gemara says that God wears tefillin. Tefillin are called pe'er. Tefillin are called glory. Remember we said, the glorious crown, the crown of glory. The tefillin, which are a crown of glory. They, Chazal says that God's tefillin are, are from Am Yisrael. The, the, the Gemara says in our tefillin it says God you are one we love you God and God's tefillin say who's like your nation I'm Israel you are so great so the Rebbe says this is what the inyan of Keter Machut is Right, this, the sphere of Keter is the origin point of emergence of revelation. The sphere of Machut is the end point of manifestation. The truth is, they're one. They're one. They're one in the. They're one entity. They're one in the same. The truth is the beginning point, right? Which is. Uh, what the Rebbe also was referring to before as being Allah b'machshava, is actually the beginning point of God's entire creative process, an emergent process, and the end point, which is Am Yisrael in action on the earth. They're one. Why? We, we emerge from that point of the, the highest beginning point in the king. And that is why we on this earthly plane, at the end point of creation, of manifestation, of physical existence, we're able to crown the king. Because we are on this continuum. Mirosh Sof. Kevan Shahot Yot Shabikhtav Hemhamigilim at Israel. The Kevan Shahot Yot Shabikhtav Hemhamigilim at Israel. Hemliot Ketsura Shemagalim. And since the letters that are written in the Torah, we're coming back now to answering one of the questions that you brought up, what are crowns doing on letters? Since the letters of Torah are those which reveal the souls of Israel, yeah, the Kedusha that can exist in a body in this world for Israel. So the letters need to look like those forms that they're they're able to reveal. Hainu ke Yisrael in kitrehem. They need to look like Am Yisrael with the crowns on their heads. Ateret tiferet Yisrael, the crowning glory of Am Yisrael. That the letters embody the, both the, the the person who's at the end point of creation. Well, I'm just I'm just human being and the crown the beginning point of all creative process of all divine un- unfolding that is the Keter 
that our the fullness of our expression in this world is <coughs> is, is, to, is walking around with a crown. Why? Because the letters they're not merely revealing kedushat Israel, rak Israel im keter. Am Yisrael with the keter. Which means that the, what the Rebbe is doing is, is adding another layer to what he's described until now. Being an Ish Yisrael, being a person who is part of the soul family of Yisrael, is about revealing a, a Kedusha, a unique form of Kedusha in this world, which is the divine embodied in physical existence. Saturated, right? And that reality is rooted, or it's, it's possible because we are rooted in the Keter. Because it is drawing from the highest origin point in the divine and, and pulling it all the way, all the way, all the way in a continuum, all the way into physical material life. And so that's why the letters need need their crowns, because the letters are, are are there to reveal that fullness, that fullness of Keter Mochut, that fullness of, in a sense, the point where my life here on the earth touches some thing of my root, my deepest root in, in the divine. I'll tell you something, I'm, I'm not going to read on in this portion because we're, we're, we're running close to time. I, was, I saw something from... Uh, the Vizidichov Rebbe of Tzviyash Vizidichov, a, uh, a wild perush that, that's, that's very close to this one. He says that, he says that Amisrael is actually the crown upon the head of God. And there's a remiss to this in the Birkat Kohanim, Yisa Hashem Panav God is going to lift up, to lift the face to see you. The, God, the face of God is going to look up at you. That's what the Bosik means. God's face is going to look up to you. So, so the Zidra driver says, because we're, we're like the stones on the crown. We are, we are embedded in the crown. So when the king wants to see the crown, the king has to look up. God is looking up, looking, looking up at you because you are, you're on the crown. You're the crown on the head. Now, in all honesty, it's like, these images and these concepts, they're, they're way beyond like, anything to really comprehend. But, but, but I think what we, what we can say or maybe speak to in a, in a way that we can touch or, or make sense of in our own lives is the, 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 the connection to, to Keter that's being spoken here about is An awareness of being in, in touch with something with that which is so close to me and beyond me. Right? The way that a crown sits atop of the head. The way that a crown is I can sense its presence here and it is and it is and it surrounds me. It's greater than me. And so for me to be living in a world where I'm living my life doing my Avodat Hashem and I'm in touch with that surrounding light. Right? with that greater reality that I'm not only with the Rebbe saying where I come from and that I'm continuously in contact with and that that is in touch with my earthly activity, experience, feeling, searching, striving, 
connection, to be walking around with, with a sense of that, with that surrounding me and, 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 and so close that I can, I can touch it also. Does that mean, like, since there's so many mitzvahs through the day that one can, one can acquire that, that when one doesn't have something to do, potentially he should be trying to think about which mitzvah he can prepare for? So it's a good question. That you know, that's a very sp- specific way to, to 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 look at it, and perhaps you know, okay. um, something the Rebbe says later is we have to not be a, a head yot all day. Okay. We can't. He's like, if you think yeah. that you just walk around and like my mind is completely detached and distracted, and I'm just gonna like walk into, stumble into a, <laughs> stumble into tefillin, stumble into a tefillin, it's gonna be this like remarkable thing. He's like, you're wrong. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So part of what the Rebbe trains us in and guides us in is working to develop honestly when you're walking through the show I find the times between the formal mitzvot to be some of the most wonderful opportunities to to draw a a kind of connection with with a an awareness of God that's 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 unique that's personal and that's that's it plants powerful seeds it could be his bodus, it could just be it could just be a sense of awareness. God's you know? presence. Yeah. 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 And uh, one of my one of my said to me once, you know, what what's Limud Bi'un? It's when you're at the bus stop. That is when you when you're when you're in your own space just kinda of integrating things outside of the formal realms. As a part of what the Rebbe talks about is that if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're coming in and out, at least touching points of this kind of consciousness in our, in our lives, so when we come to the, the actual tefillah, we're coming at it with a whole set of, of thoughts, of emotions, of, of things. God, I've been waiting to talk to you. I can release into it and expand into it instead of somehow it's much harder to find a way to just kind of swiftly remove myself from one context into, into the next. It's and it's hard to touch something real and, and, and meaningful. Um, we'll pause here. Shkoyach. Shkoyach. Thanks for learning. Thank you.